Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. And today we are going to be talking about indigo children. Uh, Before we start that, Mindy would like to talk about the new Halloween movies, as we all know. It was announced that they are going to be making two final installments to the uh, Halloween movie. From uh, 2018. Uh, so, to, yeah, the, the, the same team that, including Danny McBride, who I think is really underrated because he's actually a, a really talented dude. But anyway, that whole team that made the, the Jamie Lee's comeback or really more Laurie Strode's comeback, I guess. Yeah. Um, Jamie, Jamie Lee's been acting this whole time. I know. She's doing fine. <laughs> she's... Um, but but Laurie clearly hasn't been, if you've seen the new Halloween. Um, and they decided, I guess, um, it was just announced there's not a lot of uh, info as to like plot or anything yet, but it's actually going to be three movies. Um, Halloween. Three. Oh, well, including the first one, I guess, is what I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're only making, they're making two so more. It'll be two, they're making two more. Um, same cast and crew. Uh, the The next movie will be Halloween Kills. And then in 2021, Halloween Ends will come out. And uh, Danny McBride, I read in an article somewhere, and I'm paraphrasing, apologies to Danny McBride, but he basically said that when they were writing the new one that came out in 2018, they realized they had a bigger story that they wanted to tell. So kind of like, uh, am I going to, I'm going to compare Mike Myers to Star Wars right now, because that's what George Lucas did, is he picked the part of his saga that he thought would play well, and that's what they did, because they thought it was going to be a total flop. And they, it turns out Halloween was a big success, so now they're going to tell the rest of the stories. It's all about the money. It is, and it's all about the money. But ja- Jamie Lee will return for all three. Judy Greer, who's a god No, like she'll a return gift. for the next two. She already made one. Sorry. That one's done. I keep saying that. <laughs> I keep thinking them now of them now as a trilogy. So you know what I mean. She'll be back for that. She's going to finish it out, is what I'm saying. She's going to finish that bitch out. And then Judy Greer, who is... A gift to all of the world will be also returning, which is really exciting. That's I'm glad that she's going to be in those uh, next two movies. So what? How are you? I mean, okay, this is not news to anyone that these movies are coming out unless you've been living under a rock. Well, it was news to me until like month. earlier this week. So actually, <laughs> except for Mindy, because she was actually living under a rock. Uh, release dates. That's an important thing to mention. Uh, Halloween Kill. Yeah, Halloween Kills will be, come out on October 16th, 2020. And then Halloween Ends will be released uh, October 15th, 2021. So watch out for more cool stuff. Uh, if you're one of those tweeting type people, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis posted a little teaser on her Twitter account. So check that out. It's pretty cool. So quickly, how do you feel about these next two movies? Are you excited? Honestly, I mean, there's so, I mean, I, I don't even know off the top of my head how many existing Halloween movies they are, but the fact that this is, these I are following. I think there's 11. Like, 100. Spencerpedia? <laughs> Spencerpedia, can you, uh. But I, I like the idea that this, this, the 2018 movie was, a, you know, a sequel to the very original, and then the, yes. the fact that these two movies are going to continue that story, and it's all the same people involved, I'm, sign me up. I I'm just. down. I have no idea how Michael Myers would have escaped from being trapped under a house that was caught on fire and he was also shot 
I believe. Well, and he's a superhuman killer. And I mean, he made it through 11 movies already. So, well, technically, though, since this is the sequel to the first one, he only survived that first one. And yeah. Yeah. But- so, in which was basically he was shot a few times, right? That was how the first one ended. He was shot a few times yeah. by Dr. Loomis. Yeah, and fell off the balcony. Fell off the balcony. But he was a big dude. He was a big dude. He could have had a bulletproof vest on under that jumpsuit. I mean, that's a theory, but like he wasn't he he was locked up. He might have killed some cops on the way, you know. This is true. He did have to get from the mental hospital to Yeah. I that mean, neighborhood. They, they probably didn't show everyone he killed on the way from the mental hospital to Haddonfield. <laughs> I mean, it was really, really important that they showed how he got the jumpsuit. But you don't know what's under that jumpsuit. Hey. hey. Or what's not under that jumpsuit. I know. I mean, he could be going commando under that jumpsuit. That th- I don't. Has anyone ever talked about Michael Myers' underwear situation? No. Oh, how? Ha- We're going to do it just really quick. We're doing it. I don't know. What? Is he a boxer's is- or brief? Kind of guy. I think he's freeballing it. He didn't have time to get it. He didn't have time for undies. <laughs> he was like, get me. I, I just want to kill. And if he was wearing undies, they were either like the the mental hospital undies, which were probably like really gross, like tidy whities <laughs> or he had to steal them from someone else. So used. So like used underwear. Also like, you know, if you're swinging an axe or trying to stab somebody or whatever and you get a wedgie, that would really suck. I think he 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 just freeballed it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what it's like to run around, you know, freeballing it. Like I don't really understand how guys have those things down there. <laughs> just like blown in the breeze. Next week's episode, Melinda <laughs> and Sharon take a health class. <laughs> I mean, I understand the anatomy. I just, you know, if you're running around trying to kill a bunch of teenagers, do you think you want to be a little more snug and yeah, like have like point. maybe like boxer briefs? Because then you don't have to worry about wedgies and everything's like secure. And he he might have had a cup too to protect that because you know someone's gonna go for the nuts. Like I know if someone came Vulnerable. up to me with a fucking knife. I would go for the nuts. So I think it's really funny that uh, this is like Spencer's looking at us like we're fucking nuts. I love this conversation. (laughs) I was gonna say I like that we're actually like dissecting this, and I'm actually curious about this. That now I'm gonna think about it every time I watch a Halloween movie. Well, maybe they'll give us the answer in the next two movies. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want me to redo the list of all the Halloween movies? No, just tell us how many there are. Well, I think if I counted correctly with these two new ones, it will be a total of eleven. Yes. Wow. Well, I'm excited. I I'll I like I mean I'll watch Judy Greer read the phone book. Same thing for Jamie Lee together. Even better. So I'll I'll see him. I'll Actually see I think it's twelve. Movies. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We've moved past that, Spencer. Anyways, anyways, on to our topic, which is indigo children. And why are we talking about indigo children? Because we are actually going to have a um, a guest on today. Whoop. It'll be our first guest who is an indigo child or thinks she's an indigo child or um, was told she's an indigo child. We will find that out when we interview her. But um, quick little history here. Um, I've been friends with this person for almost 20 years. And um, when we first started hanging out back in our 20s, we were working together um, we were going to go out to a bar one night and I went back to my house, um, cause I wanted to like change clothes and freshen up after work. 
And I never told her any history about my house. From the outside, my house does not look creepy at all. It was built in the 70s. It was a raised ranch. Brick looked like every other fucking house in the neighborhood. (laughs) Um, And there is a long history, which I will cover in, like, future stories. I saw a shadow figure in my room when I was little. Um, Doors would close by themselves. Multiple people would hear it. Uh, I was not the only one. TVs turning on by themselves, a lot of other weird, creepy shit that happened. Never told her anything about any of this. She comes with me to my house. We're walking up to my back door, and just as we're about to enter, she stops, and she's like, I'm not going in your house. She's like, your house is fucking creepy. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, your house is evil. I'm not going in your house. I can't wait to hear her tell the story. I know. I know what I she wanna, felt. Exactly. And I wish I was there when it happened because I would have been like fascinated. <laughs> but I just, I was like so confused as to what she was talking about because my house did not look menacing. I never told her anything. And at that point, like you were just used to it. I mean, exactly. like you knew you had a, your weird shit would happen in your house. And nothing in my house was ever malevolent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, whatever was there it was not there to harm me or anyone in that house. So, Except for the time you had that sleepover and then stole a gi- giant steak knife out of the kitchen and hid it under your pillow to try and scare people. It was a butcher knife, Mindy. It was not a steak knife. <laughs> and then, anyways. Anyway. You di- that story for another time. You digress. So anyways, I, you know, she kind of told me that about indigo children and that she was one or whatever and I was just kind of like all right whatever I have no idea what you're talking about you were like I don't like the indigo girls (laughs) what the indigo girls no um and honestly I couldn't remember for like the longest time like I was like what did she say she was she's a fucking cornflower kid (laughs) like she's some sort of shade of blue that's like can see dead people I don't know hey you're close something like that so anyways, um, so I thought that we would have her on and, and talk about some of the uh, things she's seen, felt, and um, just a little history about what an indigo child is. Well, indigo children refers to gifted children who are believed to possess special, unusual, and sometimes supernatural traits or abilities. Indigo children have been on the earth for the last 100 years. After World War II, a significant number were born, and these are the indigo adults of today. However, in the 1970s, a major wave of indigos were born. Indigos continued to be born up to about uh, 1970 to 1992, and there are multiple generations of indigos from what I've read. Um, So the whole concept was actually developed by a teacher and author in self-proclaimed synesthesia. I cannot say these words. Synesthesia. Sure. Nancy Ann Tappy. A synesthete is someone who experiences synesthesia. And synesthesia is a perceptual condition in which the stimulation of one sense triggers an automatic involuntary experience in another sense. So, for example, someone may see sounds or taste words or feel a sensation on their skin when they smell certain scents. Each synesthete... I think steet. I think that. Let's go with that. Each synesthete... They may perceive things differently. So someone may think of the number three as green, while someone else associates the number three as being red. And there's about 43 different types of synesthesia, and Nancy and Taffy saw color around each living thing. She saw 
it's she saw like the electromagnetic energy fields around living uh creatures human animal i guess probably even plants Mm -hmm. um and she's always been able to see people's auras and the color surrounding an individual would inform her what their particular purpose in life was and in the late 70s she began noticing a vibrational color that she had never seen before the new indigo shade was appearing only around certain children so she deemed that it must indicate a new consciousness Hmm. was emerging on earth and thus the concept of the indigo child was born tappy also makes the astounding claim that every child she's encountered who has murdered another child or parent has been an indigo child since they are fearless and know who they are. It is just a survival mechanism for them. I think that was really interesting um, because I, well, I have another theory about I, I do too, but I'll let you. Who, what is your theory about well, I was children just, who murder? <laughs> I was just thinking, because I just thought that was kind of a weird for it, like, her, her reason her her reasoning like uh it's because they're fearless and they know who they are um so it's just it's just their survival mechanism or they're just fucking psychopaths that was what i was gonna say yeah because i don't you're I not don't special see, you're a fucking psychopath can you pass me the green crayon no boom like i don't <laughs> see like why a, any child even a special child especially a special child like this that's at a different vibration would want to kill anything yeah not yeah. that they're, I mean, maybe they're not all, maybe indigo children can be indigo brats too, but like. And how many child murderers was she hanging out with? There, I have a few questions. I'll let you finish, but that, yeah, that, 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 this is why we want to talk to our guests. Yeah. I have a few questions. We're going to find out how many people she's killed. Totally. Um, so while this element of the story may seem more sci-fi than science, it serves as a warning as to the harm an unrestrained childhood could do creating an adult who is utterly convinced of their own righteousness so that ted, like, bu- I, ted, ted bu- bunny ted bunny <laughs> that's so funny oh we we, have, we share the same brain i swear to god but seriously like yeah that's just a kid that was not raised properly right. and has maybe a little too big of an ego i don't know well there is I don't mean to sound again. I, I like I like to try and stay, you know, neutral. Thank you. We are Switzerland here. But the other question I had was like when I was because you that was a great first of all. Thank you, Sharon. Kudos to you. That was a great. That was very ins- informational. You're welcome. When I was looking up uh, information about indigo children, because when Sharon first told me that phrase, I was like, "What are you? What?" I had never heard of this before, ever. And so I found essentially like the same kind of research that you just went over. But this whole thing with this um, Mary Ann Tappy, like, I guess. Nancy. Or Nancy, sorry. Get it straight. I I think the one question I had is that I I didn't really see any mention of Indigo Children without the mention of Nancy Ann Tappy, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so I guess I'm a little curious as to like, is this kind of like one of those things that like people sort of make up and well, then there is, attach meaning to? No, because there's other things besides indigo children, which I didn't until I was doing research. I didn't realize there's rainbows, there's crystals, there's there's yeah. other um, other uh groups besides indigo children and i guess it depends on what your aura is and when you were born um 
the one thing I did uh, read a lot about, but I didn't really take notes on this because I didn't really want to get into it too much, was that some people think that um, people who are diagnosed, or sorry, children, I would say, especially who are diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, right. That they're they don't really have ADHD that they're an indigo child right I've heard yeah I did see that and it's it's kind of like um parents want to put that label on their child instead of saying no they have ADHD and they you know they have because that has more of a stigma right it's like no my child's special they're an indigo child and I will uh go over the list uh yeah how to know if you're an indigo child in which this some of these things might you know sound familiar if you do have ADHD and I I definitely have that's the thing like I looked at this and I was like all a lot of these actually really pertain to me so it seems rather kind of broad so well maybe we're indigo children and we didn't even know it I'm actually a cornflower kid but (laughs) a cornflower killer kid all right child of the corn if you will so these are characteristics of an indigo as stated in the care and feeding of your indigo child which I think was that a book I don't know you wrote it I don't remember. All right. So one, I'm not going to say all the numbers. Fuck that. Strong-willed, born in 1978 or later. Headstrong, creative with an artistic flair for music, jewelry making, poetry, etc. Prone to addictions. (coughs) Mindy. Just joking. I'm addicted to indigo children. <laughs> I don't know that. I sorry, that was bad. Anyway, keep going. You're addicted. to I missed my window. Just hawk. <laughs> my mother will probably hear this. Please cut that out. She's That's not good. addicted to. I meant like roosters. <laughs> she actually, I am. She has addicted. a huge collection of rooster rooster tchotchkes. That's exactly what I meant. Anyone who thought different, you are fucking sick and dirty. Perv. Anyway. Perverts. All right. Anyways. Um, an old soul, as if they are 13 going on 43. I feel like I'm almost 43 going on 13. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm reversed because I, when I was a kid, everyone told me I had an old soul. And now, yeah, I feel like it's flipped. I still. Which I'm, I'm fine with that. Here, like, you know, if someone's last name is Cox, I still can't say that without giggling. So. That Yeah, that one definitely does not apply to me. Um, intuitive or psychic, possibly with a history of seeing angels or deceased people. An isolationist, either through aggressive acting out or through fragile introversion. Independent and proud, even if they are constantly asking you for money. That's my favorite one. That's <laughs> what? My, that, that's totally my favorite oh, one. Oh, how is this supposed to be like a special person? They're just, they just sound like a fucking broke-ass you know like <laughs> you're not special you're fucking broke get yourself a job anyways possess a deep desire to help the world in a big way by asking for handouts <laughs> <laughs> wavers between low self-esteem and grandiosity bores easily that's definitely me has probably been diagnosed with having add yeah. or adhd Prone to insomnia, restless sleep, nightmares, or difficulty, fear of falling asleep. That's definitely me. Has a history of depression or even suicidal thoughts or attempts. Looks for real, deep, and lasting friendships. Easily bonds with plants or animals. That's me. I mean, most of these... My cactus is my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Most of these, I feel like, 
in in some way apply to me. So that's why I'm like, well, this feels really broad. Well, Minnie, if you possess 14 or more of these traits, you are an indigo. If you possess 11 to 13, you are probably an indigo in training. If you're you're an adult with these traits, you could be a light worker. Well, so, yeah, I'm interested to... We'll, we'll, We'll... find out more from our special guest because well, I'm excited to hear Yes, which how. I should also say that um, during this part of the recording, she is not with us. So she has not heard us talk about any of this. So um, we're – and we're also not going to tell her about any of this that we found. And we're going to hear um, yeah. from her firsthand what her thoughts on what an indigo is uh, when she first learned about becoming an indigo. And, well, you will just hear – in a few seconds. But that's a good point to due mention. Due to the magic of editing. Uh, yeah, we'll see uh, what she has to say and how, what we got right. Or if we're just jerks that are laughing about <laughs> laughing at children. We're laughing at children with ADHD. Because <laughs> we're evil, evil people. Ha ha, you're bored and you can't concentrate well. In the meantime, until she gets here, we're going to be singing show tunes. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Bum, 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 bum. All right, cut it. We just ended with singing an hour of show tunes. Thank you for for listening. All right, so now we are here with our friend Jelena, who... (laughs) Show on. Open that beer. She's preparing. Uh, So our... Are you an indigo child? Have you were you told you're an indigo child? What what is the backstory of this? Because you were the first person who ever even told me what an indigo child was. So and to piggyback on that, I've never heard that phrase at all. So I'd like to know where you heard it as well. Yeah, so, I was well, told, throw all these questions at you. I was told. I used to go to this like super new agey store in like Frankfurt. I don't even remember the name of it anymore. It might not be there anymore. But I used to go there and I used to go get like my cards read. And um, she was also considered a medium, I guess you can say. And she is actually the first one that told me. She's like, have you ever, do you experience things where you think of something and then it happens or you think of somebody and then they pop up or they get in touch with you or, and I have, but I felt like everybody does, right? Like, I feel like that's just like a thing. Yeah. Be common. Earlier, before you got here, we were talking about um, one of the, the things is you can see, like, people's auras. Do you see people's auras? No. You do not? Okay. I don't, no. I was hoping you I, did because I was going to ask you what Yours color is my... black as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> black like your heart and your soul. In case you haven't noticed, uh, Sharon and Jelena, they've known each We've other We've been friends for about years. 20 years. Yeah, because I actually, I took a few um, online tests, which I believe are probably super scientific and accurate. Right. Me too. To super, find out super. what color my aura was, and I was going to see if you could guess, but all right. You but can't. they also say it changes, so it's not really. Yeah. But right now, it's it's looking pretty black. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was I right? It'd be great no. if it was like poop brown. <laughs> I was, nope, nope. Black, like right in the cusp. I was actually green. Yeah, so. I was white. You're, which really? I don't says, even think that was one of the options. Yeah, it's an option. It says that you. Oh my like god, you're a, so pure. So the clairvoyant told you these things, and did you like thinking back? Did you realize when you're older and you were told this that you were unique or that you felt different from other children or things like now as an adult you realize? Oh yeah, I, I 
I was maybe a little bit like clairvoyant or could like see the dead or nothing. I no, I didn't. And I mean like things would happen, but it was never like anything that I ever thought was a different thing. Okay, like, right? So you, you didn't know? realize about things happen. So what type of things happen? Thank you. That was one. Um the one that's sticks to my like sticks to my mind the most was I was actually a little bit older I I want I want to say I was like maybe 6th grade so how old are you my 12 13 right? yeah 11 12 yeah um I was sleeping we were at my grandma's house when I'm Winchester and I was sleeping sleeping like she used to smoke in the house, so I would, like, roll up towels and, like, put them under the door because, I like, the last thing I wanted to do was go to school smelling, like, smoke, right? Like, damn 90s. Everybody smoked everywhere. And so, like, I was sleeping, and I felt something shake my bed. Oh. But, it, like, at first, you know, like, when you fall asleep and you feel like you, like, have those, like, where you're falling off a cliff and you're like, yeah. you, like, yes. like, I'm all stupid. So, at first, I thought it was that, but then... Like, I couldn't really move. So, like, I open my eyes, and I can see my bed, and I can see my wall. But something's like, you got to get up now. And I was like, what? But I couldn't move, and all I can see was, like, a shadow of a person. Like, I saw the shadow on my wall that I was facing. And the of person, a person? Of a person. Like, it was a human shadow. And he's like, you have to get up now. Oh. Did and, you hear it, like, <clears throat> Oh, no, it was, like, loud in my ear. Like, you have to get up now. And I closed my eyes and I like squeezed my eyes shut. But then I like jumped up because I was scared as fuck. Like, yeah, we had like where my I don't know if you remember that old house, but the staircase along the side of the house where I used to sneak out. Remember, like, coming out of that window. (laughs) So I was like, damn, maybe somebody's in my window. Like, maybe there's somebody like waking me up in my window. Yeah. But then I realized, like, I jump up, I turn my light on. I'm like, what the fuck? Nobody there. So I'm thinking my grandma used to sleep in like on the couch because she was scared of the back bedroom because oh. other stuff. I don't um but I open the door and I find my grandma hanging over the back of the couch. <gasps> and she's just like there and she's couldn't talk, like she <gasps> couldn't say anything. And I like run downstairs. My mom's bedroom was in the basement and I was like, Mom, something's wrong with Rain and she like runs upstairs and like we had to take her to the hospital oh. and like what happened was like a kidney stone or something had <gasps> ruptured something in her body. Whoa! And like the poison was going through her. It was it was really crazy, but I never could shake the fact that like I didn't just wake up. Yeah. Like a man woke something me up woke that up. was in my bedroom. Do you think it was your gra- grandfather or husband? No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so that's really crazy, and I have kind of a similar story. I was hanging out with my family. Last weekend, and my cousin was telling me this story about when she was in her early 20s and she started staying at my grandma's house um, at night so that my grandma wouldn't be alone because my grandpa died about 10 years um, prior to this incident. But anyways, my grandma had this clock hanging on her wall in the living room. It was this big heavy clock and one night my cousin was sleeping upstairs in one of the guest bedrooms and all of a sudden she heard a huge crash in the living room and it like scared her half to death and she thought that someone was breaking in the house so she goes downstairs finds my grandma hunched over in the bathroom in a lot of pain needing an ambulance 
Um, she ended up having to go to the hospital for a few days, actually, and she came to discover that what actually caused the huge crash was that that clock in the living room had crashed to the ground. Oh, my God. The hook was fine. The hook in the wall was fine. In fact, they put another clock up on that same hook, which stayed there until my grandmother passed away about 12 years later. So very, very strange. Um, But yeah, the fact that the hook was totally fine was crazy because you would think that if a clock was going to fall off a wall, it would be because the hook or the nail or whatever fell out of the wall. Like to me, and I also think my cousin felt this, was like it was our grandfather maybe who did it, who knocked the clock off. Or like people talk about like spirit guides or guardian angels. Like somebody just let you know like you got to deal with this right now. It is crazy. crazy. I I can remember sitting in – I remember sitting in the waiting room, like the hallway, almost like a movie, right? Like yeah. in the movies, like you see the people sitting there waiting and I'm like, mom, like I don't, a man's voice woke me up. Like, I don't know. It was standing over me. And she's like, you know, it couldn't, I did she knows? believe you? My mom. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's, my mom's funny when it comes to stuff. Like my aunts, everybody goes to medium. Like they all do that. Like they're all into that, like connecting to the their mom died when they were really young right so my grandma reen is actually not my she's like our step grandma my adoptive grandma i guess you could say she adopted all the kids after my grandma died but okay uh we're sort of back we took a really quick break because we i'm not even kidding we heard footsteps upstairs and we didn't know who was up there and spencer who was up there nobody nobody was there what No, for real. We like heard something, so we had to take a break. So was, now we're back. It was Spencer's coworkers. Whatever. There was no ghosts. Well, speaking of ghosts, and let's get back to this because I want to talk to Jelena some more. So before we got you in here, we like kind of read through what we found like online about you know characteristics or what to look for if you think oh, right. you might be an indigo child. And one of them that I personally thought <laughs> oh, God. was sort of hilarious. <laughs> I mean, not hilarious, but like it. It said that like I have it. I have it pulled up. Right, so, yeah, so, the the woman, exact. so the woman, so the woman, Nancy Ann Tappy, who is the person who saw the indigo colored aura around all these children in the seventies and like coined the phrase indigo children. Tappy makes the astounding claim that every child she's encountered who has murdered another child or parent has been an indigo child. Since they are fearless and know who they are, it is just a survival mechanism for them. So, Mindy, so, you have a question for Jennifer? I absolutely do. How many people have you murdered? You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find the bodies. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. She is pleading the fifth. So, um, I actually, because I was... I'm going to ask our next question, too. I'm yes. sorry. I'm jumping ahead of Sharon. Go for it. Um, so I know you said that you don't really, you haven't, like, seen, like, auras necessarily or whatever. No. But, like, do you, <clears throat> what kind of things do you, like, feel either internally or, like, I know sometimes people can feel, like, sensations on their skin or whatever. Like, what have you seen or felt in that regard, if anything? Um, Tell a story about well, my, the first time coming over to my house. Yeah, your house was fucked uh, I lived uh, my first house in the same town, which I'm not going to name. I lived a few blocks from Sharon, and we found out that that whole side of like 
that town had weird shit happening. Oh, really? And there's a bedrock. So you never told me that. There was a bedrock. I too. never told you anything, which is why when you came so over to my that, house yeah, the first man, time, that was, and I never went back. I never went back to and that so, damn house. I wasn't there. I couldn't even happened? go take a piss by myself. I was like, Sharon, you need to come to the bathroom. When are we leaving? What, where do we have to go? Like, when are we leaving to go do what we need to do? Because this house is not. No, so I had to take a piss. And you I went with you, me in so the then bathroom. she couldn't take a piss without me. And then you were pretty much sitting on my lap. <laughs> well, wait, back up, back up, back up. Peeing through my legs. not <laughs> true. We peed at the same exact time. <laughs> so what happened? Can you, like, tell me, like, like, because I obviously wasn't there. Like, I'm just curious, like, literally, like, so, like, you guys pull up to Sharon's house, and can you, like, describe what you felt, like, from I, the moment? When we got and- there, I didn't feel anything. Like, we walked in her back door. Okay. So, like, she had one of, like, yeah. you, I, you guys, you, there. it was, like, one of the those, it was it, a raised ranch. Yeah. So, but, with, you know, with the metal stair, right. like, cool. Well, yeah, For, the back stair. Yeah, there was, Yeah, like, but then, so, like, when we walk in the back door, you would go down, or and, up, like, yeah. fuck that going down. That would never happen. You couldn't pay me to go the other way. <laughs> so, basement. I was, like... Yeah, I've been in your basement. Like, I walked in the back door with her, and I was, like, right on her. Like, where are we? <laughs> and what, what is wrong with your house? She's like, what do you mean? I was like, this shit is haunted as fuck. So what did you feel? It just not a good, not a good energy. Like really? it wasn't like a good feeling. Well, dude, I didn't let her go to the bathroom by herself. Of I know, course. I know, but I just like, <laughs> we're going chronologically here. I, I'm just curious, like yeah, what? No, like, it wasn't a good you... feeling. It wasn't a good feeling at all. Which is crazy because I never told you any of the Anything stories. Anything about it. Did you feel like nervous or can you describe what you felt? Nauseous for one. Like I did not. It wasn't a good feeling. Like it was very like, I don't know. It's, I can't really, I can't really describe how I felt. I just felt like very like, like I would never spend the night in that house. I could, you, you could not pay me. So here's the thing about my house is Mm -hmm. there was a nursing home right behind my house. So this is what I think because yeah. like the the hauntings that I experienced there were kind of off and on. So like and not like you said earlier, not malevolent really. No, Just there was nothing malevolent. Uh, like messing with you kind of stuff. Yeah, but it was scary nonetheless, yeah, especially uh, when I was really really little. But I think that because so many people died and in maybe the nursing because home behind my house, I think spirits might have wandered and. That's why we sometimes there would be like an influx of things happening, and then sometimes you would go a year or two without anything happening. Well, and there's also the fact that like eight from eight years old upward, we would play because Sharon's backyard was just a fence hop into like the yard of the nursing home, oh, and we geez. would play Jason, and we would like run around. Sharon's house was on a corner, so we'd like run around the house at night, like outside. How do you play Jason, Mindy? At chase each other, it's like hide and seek, but then you with knives, what very long knives, <laughs> but with knives, and then when you find the person, you of course have to go kill, 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 die, die, die. Yes, but we one, did one time. One person would be Jason, and yes, you would walk around, and as soon as you saw someone else, you'd be like kill, kill, kill. And, you know, and then but you would start chasing them, and then you would. You, how are you guys not in jail for, <laughs> for acting out on your? Uh... That brings me to what I was gonna say, and I think you were the one that was there with me, Sharon. But we had a, I think it was for one of your birthdays. We were so there was a bunch of us playing. Oh, her no. Jason themed. Oh no! Her Jason no. themed birthday party. Well, we did. We where did only actually, two people showed up because of the invitations were like. We no, we had it wasn't my birthday party. I just had a sleepover, and we went to was a haunted house. And then we went back to my house and we played Jason outside in the dark for a while. And got really close to the nursing home. Were you with me that time? Yes. And there was an poor dear 
old man that was probably ill and whatever but it was dark out we were little and so all we saw was this like outline of a person with like the various like tubes or whatever like coming out of him screamed and then went running those poor people if there are ghosts coming from that nursing home they're probably like you stupid fucking kids get off my lawn yeah yeah we that was we're not blameless totally i think is what i'm trying to say but so you anyway. invited their spirits into your house. I'm no, just kidding. I'm well, just kidding. not no, when I was no little. The first, the first experience I ever we had in my them. house was well, I guess I'll oh. just tell the story now since mm-hmm. we're talking about it. Is I was um, about six or seven years old, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and every single night I would jump off my bed and I would open my bedroom door, run into the living room, turn on the lights, put on MTV, and fall asleep on the couch watching MTV. So I woke up in the middle of the night and standing in the corner of my room on top of the Barbie dream house was a shadow figure of a man who had a hat on and like a long like trench coat. Like a distinct outline I remember dis- you telling yes, me. Like, yeah. A distinct dark outline and I had a nightlight on my wall that was about six feet away and I was young but I was smart enough to know that's a shadow there has to be some sort of right. The light has to be casting onto something to make that shadow. Right. There was nothing that could have made that shadow. I then I was like, I'm dreaming. I'm half asleep. Pulled the blanket over my head. Pulled it back down. It was still there. I turned over. Pulled the blanket over my head. Looked back. It was still there. I'm wide awake at this point. Minutes have gone by. This shadow figure it hasn't moved. Hasn't done anything. I was too scared to call out to my parents because I thought if I did, it would come at me. I was too scared to get out of my bed and go run into the living room like I always do because I thought it would come at me. So I just pulled the blankets over my head and somehow fell asleep that night. And that was the first thing I ever experienced in my house. And I never saw it again. And then later when I was a teenager, my grandfather told a story. Same town, but like on the other side of town, he was going to bed one night. Turned off all the lights in the living room, saw a shadow figure, same thing, man in the corner, dark hat, trench coat. He walked, and he was like a big man. He just walked. So he was like, your grandfather's all full size, not like standing on top of yes. Barbie well, dream house. Th- this guy was like full size. My Barbie dream house was only maybe like three feet high. I guess that's true. And the the shadow figure went from the top of that house to the ceiling. Okay. So it was probably like oh, a wait, five. Wait, so did you see like facial features? No. Just it was dark. Line. It was a black. So that's what's crazy. You're seeing a top hat, but like the figure that was waking me up, I've always thought that he was wearing a top hat in my Shut experience. Up. He's like leaning over me, but I can still see his shadow and, you know, it's weird. Did that's- you see... Features, facial No, features? because it was like, I told you, I was like facing my, the wall mm-hmm. and like, I, you know, like it was like, I look up like this. Okay. So like I look to the side over my shoulder and it's like leaning over me. Whoa. Okay. But like when oh, I look, you okay. know what I mean? Like, Whoa. But there's also a shadow. I know you can't see with, what she's doing, yeah. but it's fucking creepy. <laughs> Basically picture lying on your left side trying to sleep and then like waking up and looking up over your right shoulder and then seeing someone leaning over you. Yeah. Behind you. Like, yeah. From behind, behind you. you. Yeah. Over you. Like you're waking your child up or something. Yeah. What, like, yeah. But I went on a Reddit thread about shadow figures, and there was multiple people 
who were saying, have you ever seen a shadow figure with a hat and like a trench coat? They're, so that Wait, are is... Are you serious? I swear to God. There's feel, lots of people who have seen this. I feel like I just recently saw or read something similar where somebody was talking. And I think I even texted you because I was like, oh my God, I'm watching something or whatever. And they were talking about somebody saw a shadow figure and he was like wearing a hat or something. But so that's a thing. It's like a Yeah, and that's exactly weird. what my grandfather saw probably like 10 or 12 years later. So what does that mean? He saw a shadow figure with a hat and like a long coat, but he just kind of like backed up slowly down the hallway going to the bedroom and was like, I'm done. Like, And then he told our family about it like the next, you know, over the next few days. And But he, he was like a big man and did not scare easily and that fucking terrified him. So I don't know if it was the same thing, that I saw I don't know if it was like a relative of ours I have no idea but the fact that my grandfather saw the same exact thing other people seemed years later and that also other people around the world have seen this it's kind of crazy and see look at oh my god wikipedia even says like when you're laying there paralyzed and I felt like I couldn't move yeah and that could be sleep paralysis but like I know what I felt was not sleep paralysis right I experienced sleep paralysis yeah so many times throughout my like teenage years and adulthood we're gonna talk about that at some point we will do a whole episode on sleep paralysis but yeah there's oh you guys Actually, it might have been our use of methamphetamine addiction. Like, I mean, <laughs> As methamphetamine. A yes, while we're because that's the second explanation. <laughs> Indigo child or meth, meth or meth ad. You know what? Let's forget this episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. But that's weird, though. I that Like, that's a reoccurring Sorry, thing. we're not talking about indigo children anymore. We are talking we, about... We're oh, going to get back to it, so though. We're talking about addictions. Yes. Jelena, tell us about your meth addiction. <sighs> Anyways, all right, so no people were murdered. So no people <laughs> were murdered. I didn't kill anybody that you guys know of or that I'm ever going to go to jail for. Do you have other, are there other people in your family that think that they're indigos or that you know I of? don't know. I don't really have this conversation with people. It's like not, I mean, it's not something where I'm like, well, I'm an indigo child because like <laughs> a lady told me this once, you know, and right. like I looked into it, but then also decided I didn't feel like being a murderer at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Your murdering days were over by so that point. So I was like, well, it says children. What fun is this now? So, But you're like, my mom better watch the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, she pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, she does get me a little heated sometimes. She has, like, her own intuitions, which are pretty trippy. Like, Huh. Yeah. Like what? Do you Where, do you I mean, like, she will think of somebody that she hasn't thought of since the fourth grade. And then she'll be like, man, I had a crazy dream last night. And then she's like, I bet you I'm going to see them. And then she will, like, run into them in the most random place. And, like, she'll call me and be like, oh, my God, guess who I just saw? Like, huh. she's got a lot. I mean, it happens all the time. Like, I do. I feel like a lot of people, like, I, I can honestly I say that I feel it. like everybody has it. Yeah. yeah. But we're so tuned out by everything else that we don't let, like, the natural things just happen so when they do happen we're like oh shit i'm psychic as fuck or we ignore the impulses (laughs) yeah and it's like but if you like stop tuning if you just like tune stuff out and you just kind of like listen to like like i think everybody just has that intuition naturally and it's like how much it's more developed for some more developed yeah there's what do you think your kids like a muscle oh right do you think your kids are or indigos or maybe have a touch of of some sort of extra sense I, but I don't think it's any different than anybody else's. That's what, like, the, okay, I, you know, okay. like, I don't think so, but I, I don't, I don't know. 
But do they yeah. do they ever like tell you like creepy shit that you're like uh Yeah. Okay. Okay. So oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I make myself comfortable here. Yeah, this is actually a pretty cool situation. Sorry. Um my daughter had a she had a um invisible friend starting at the age of like one years old and it was to the point where I actually when she like started school at three she I had to talk to the teacher and I had to tell the teacher hey so she does have an, an imaginary friend no way. in the beginning it would creep me out because she I would go you know put her to bed at night and she'd be like oh mom that's where Hel- where Hel- Helene has to sit oh she had a specific oh, name and it had a name so I had to talk to her teacher and be like, hey, she has an imaginary friend that she takes with her everywhere. I didn't even know how to explain it, right? I've never had a kid before. I didn't, actually, <laughs> I've never right. had to deal with imaginary friends. That was so, not in the book. How to no, deal with Yeah, like, kids. We're, how to, what to expect when expecting imaginary friends. That was new. <laughs> you you skipped that chapter, because why would you be? Yeah, I get it. So I, I talked to her teacher, let her know, and she's like, oh, God, I find that so fascinating. We, she does. Yeah, her teacher was, like, so cool that she's like, I find imaginary friends the most fascinating thing. Like, it's... And she's like, yes, and thank you for telling me Helene's been with us all day. Like, Whoa. So she already so, knew about it. I mean, like, she... So Helene was so into her life that Sola's best friends would... Like, the moms would text me and be like, oh, we have a seat at our <gasps> kitchen table for Helene today because apparently she's going to be with Kelsey having breakfast. Whoa. <laughs> and yeah. Daphne would do the same thing. And it was... I mean, she, like, Helene went everywhere. Whoa. But... The crazy part is Sola, you know, at this point she was like one and a half, one, one and a half when she started like playing with this entity in her mind. I found out that my mom's grandma, her name was Helen. No. Yeah. So when I told my mom that, she was like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, her name's Helene. And she was, my grandma's name is Helen. Maybe grandma was checking in. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I know the vowels are off and stuff. And, like, Sola was little. Also, she didn't really, like, talk the best. So, I mean, and, like, realistically, like, where would she learn the name Helen, Helen, you know? Or Helene. That's what I was going to say. It's not really So, it's just a very common. I know. Like, that's, wow. Yeah. And, I mean, she was with her until, I want to say, like, kindergarten. She was. And then what happened? Apart. And then she slowly just. Stop talking about her and so could, could we ask her about her if we ever yeah she, I mean if Does she, she remember she remembers yeah I mean everybody remembers it's kind oh. of fun like the best friends remember like the best friends parents remember and that's so funny yeah yeah I want to ask her about that yeah so that's well when you have her on for Twin Peaks and I know she's Stranger she's Things she's 11 like, years old and she <laughs> wants to come on the podcast and talk about Twin Peaks and Stranger Things she's and my favorite child ever she is she's <laughs> amazing she's an amazing child Um, But yeah, we're going to definitely ask her about Helene. Okay, so I have another very similar story. My aunt told me this story about a month ago when her and her husband and her oldest child, um, my cousin Dan, when they moved into this house, it was an older house, my cousin, he started having conversations with someone named Joe. It's his imaginary friend, Joe, and... I think my aunt said that he would talk to like mirrors, like almost like Joe would be like in the mirror or something like that, which is very creepy. Um, But comes to 
it came to be that the the man who actually lived in the house before them, his name was Joe. And he didn't die in the house, but him and his wife lived there. And Joe passed away before they bought the house. And uh, Joe's wife's father also lived there. Do not know his name. It could have also have been Joe. Joe Senior. Because right? Joe's like Joe's like a very common name. Um, but he did die in that house. And if that wasn't creepy enough, she told me another story about how her neighbor was in the backyard, like doing yard work or whatever, and looked up and in the upstairs window facing his yard in my aunt's house, saw an old man looking out the window and said something to my aunt because he knew that there wasn't an old man that lived there or anything. Maybe, you know, he thought they had company or, you know, someone was over. But he asked my aunt, is there, you, do you have like an older guy in the house right now, an older gentleman? Because I saw someone in your window. And my aunt was like, nope, you know, so, but it was just really weird that the guy that like, he would talk to this person all the time. Oh, it's my measuring yeah, friend, Joe. Where do they come up with right. the names? Yeah. Right. I, I don't know how they came up with the names. And honestly, I don't. Did you have an imaginary friend? I don't remember. I, I don't. I had an imaginary friend named Mimi. But I think I just Aww. made it up because I was like, well, other kids have imaginary friends. I want one. <laughs> I didn't actually. Like, there was no actual, like, ghost or spirit or anything. Yeah. It was just kind of like, well, I want an imaginary friend, too. So I mean. <laughs> I'm going to make up this friend named Mimi. But, like, I think other kids though it's like legit like when they're having conversations when you walk into a room and your kids talking well, yeah, to someone because, yeah because like obviously at one and a half two Sola couldn't talk right like yeah but she'd be like bah, 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 bah. and like she would like hand things to somebody <gasps> and like you know like pretend like there was somebody there when she's wow. wobbling away but when she but was then older it, like, but and like as she got older, you know, like did do you, did you ever walk into a room and see her having a conversation? Oh my god, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like I'd come in, like who are you talking to? So like at this point, like she started having full on conversation, like full conversations when she was about three and a half with humans. And were you ever like if you walked in on her having a conversation? Always. Were you ever scared? Never. or Felt nervous? Never, never, no. Never. So you didn't feel uh-huh. like there was anything Mm-mm. bad necessarily, but just no. Okay, well, I think that's about it for this episode. Um, thank you, uh, Jelena, once again, for joining us. Thank and you, Jelena. sharing your stories. Oh, that's welcome. awesome. Uh, that was fun. I mean, between you two, though, I don't think I really got to talk a lot. Oh. Uh, we'll see how it comes out after editing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Um, as usual, if anyone else out there has any uh Weird stories, funny, scary, creepy. Uh, please send us your ghost stories. If you're um, an indigo child. Uh, if, you're, if you've been killed <laughs> by... looking for a real one. If you've been if, killed by an indigo child and you're a ghost. Oh, that, if, I don't know if how you, that would If work, you know but, an indigo child who killed someone that you love. We'd love to hear about that. <laughs> um, but you can email us at whorestalkhorror at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Whores Talk Horror. And on Twitter, you can find us at Whores Horror. And thanks, thanks for, for getting, getting creepy, creepy with us. us.